This is Friday Night Strikes, where I'll talk to high school football officials around the USA about this advocation we all love. Let's kick it off. Hi, everyone. Don Vandemark here, and today I have Andy Patterson with me. How are you today, Andy? I'm doing great. Beautiful Monday, start to the week. Excellent, excellent. Um, we we had a, we had a good weekend uh, uh, this weekend. We we started off our we we started off our actual on field season. We had a field clinic uh, locally that you and I were both a part of. Um, so always good to get back on the field. I know your day was as an evaluator was a lot longer and hotter than mine was. Um, so I'm, I'm sure yeah. you were out there a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a very long day, but uh, tremendous um, uh, showing up of all the officials that showed up. Uh, and really a lot of good work um, to start the season off. Yeah, yeah, really looking forward to it. Got got our uh, got my assignments today for the first four weeks, um, so looking forward to a, to a few good games. Um, so, Andy, what? Um, so you 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 and I have worked together for uh, every year that I've uh, I've been in the CFOA for the past four years. So um, I don't know that we've worked a game together. If we have, maybe maybe just one. But I know I've I've se- seen you very involved in the. Um, in the clinics we have over the summer with the new officials. What positions do you work? Um, how long have you been officiating? Give us a little bit of uh, the background of, of your life story with officiating. Okay, absolutely. Um, I've been with the CFOA now for six years. Uh, the position that um, I am enrolled or participate in is uh, on the wing. So a, a linesman or a line judge, um, and they primarily almost always, I would say a good 95% of the time, I'm a linesman. Um, so that's the, the position that I've just fallen into. I'm very comfortable with it. Um, definitely keeps me thinking. So that's that's how far I've been into officiating right there. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. And uh, and, and that's I, I believe that's what you were helping out with uh, over the weekend was the wings. Um, and, and that was, yeah, so that's uh that's great um when i was talking to jason carroll last week we were talking about the wings as well and he's he said the same thing he said when he's when he's working the wings he's on the linesman side as well um uh so so a lot of good work over there all right so um andy as i mentioned we um you do you do some work with the new officials class that we have every every summer every summer our association twice a week um, puts on a class for new and first and I'm sorry, second and third year officials as well um, to, to just bring everybody up, uh, bring their level up. Can you, uh, can we talk a little bit about um, what, what, what's important when we're, when we're teaching the, the newer officials, um, what, what are we going over with them? How are we trying to get them involved and get them on on the same page so that they can be productive on the field? Okay, I, I think primarily the first thing that we, we try to focus on is, is uh, being positive, uh, positive reinforcement. Um, it, it can get overwhelming. You can start to get inside of your own head thinking, man, I'm not good at this, or I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do this, or there's just too much going on, there's too much to think about. 
And um, you, you really just try if you're coming if you're becoming a football official, a tackle football official. I'm already under the impression that you you know something about the sport. You follow it. You have some kind of drive that that made you say, you know what, I want to try officiating. Um, you know, and that's whether or not you participated, played in it in your life. That none of that really matters. But if you have a follow, if you follow along with it, maybe that's what got you interested. So you try to just reinforce to them that you know football, all right, we're going to teach you some stuff, and it's going to come real fast, and the game's going to move real fast in your head, you know, but you just try to stay focused on, on the things that you know, and we're going to try to build onto that. So you, you try to stay positive with everybody right off the bat. Sure, sure. And and I know that first that first summer when, when I was in the class for to just starting out, that that's the impression. I, that's, that's the feedback I got is everybody was trying to, to push positively. Um, I, I do, there was certainly a difference attending those classes that first summer where I was just trying to get my head wrapped around the, doing it from the officiating side. Um, and that second summer after I'd worked a, a bulk of games, um, everything slowed down significantly. Um, that second mm-hmm. year, uh, that first year, it didn't slow down much at all the whole year. And, and it's probably just because you're in, in the moment every week. Um, and, and that first year I was, I was doing Thursday nights and then Friday nights, I was mostly on the clock. Um, and then Saturday nights, I, I'm sorry, Saturday day, I would do a few pop Warner games as well. So a lot of games in that first year and it never really settled, but that second year, boy, it, it, it slowed down significantly in that second year. And, and that's the thing too. It's, um, uh, you know, you'll get the whole book thrown at you. And when you look at this rules book, which a lot of people, it's actually accessible online. Anybody can go and start to view an official's rule book. You'll find out that it is very terminology-based and is structured as if you were reading a rule of law um, with articles and subsections. Um, And so as a first-time official, when you're looking at that, it's just overwhelming and daunting, and you're thinking, man, I'm not going to – but. That's where we try to just, you know, as I said, to start off with, try to put that on the back burner, learn it, learn, do the best that you can in learning it. But, you know, get more, uh, I guess, reps is what I'd call it in officiating. And, and like you said, when you do those bulk of games, there's a transformation that happens. So the more reps you get, you start to, the game starts to slow up. You're counting 11 players. You're doing all your pre-snap assignments. Um, start to happen just as a flow. Right. Right. For sure. And then when you read the book more and more and more, you know the rules. I mean, the rules start to come alive. You'll know where to find them if you need to dig into it real quick. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, and they start to make, they start to even make sense. I mean, before they made sense, you understood the, 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 the letter of the law. Um, but the more you get out there, you understand the spirit of it as well. And, and what, why the rule i mean it's it's obvious why a holding rule exists um but but it it starts to make more sense once you get into the flow of it yeah i mean it it does yeah so what um so uh, as you've been uh, so so you you've been first a participant of these classes and then later on a mentor in these classes have you seen any change over the last six years, or is, is six years not really enough to see a change, or, or what have you seen? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to be honest. Six years isn't a long time to see a change. Yeah. Um, when you look at some of our officials who've been in the association for 20, 25 plus years, they've seen a great deal of change. And not only just from our, our personal uniform, but how the game is officiated and the rule changes. Um, I, w- I will say that within the six years that I have been a part of this association, the each year rule emphases that are coming out are very, very strongly safety-based. Um, so you could definitely see that being uh, a main motivator for how we as officials need to um, look at the game. It's, it's, it's more preventative um, for safety aspects. Um, it's, it's that's something that as an association, as, as an official who's been in it for 25 years, you, you know, you've been doing this, let's say, 20 years without these new rule changes. You're seeing football the way that you've always seen it. Now you kind of have to see it from, from a different perspective of let's err on the side of the safety, you know, right. if you're going to err. Right. Uh, you know, there, there, there's examples in the rule books where it's like a, a block in the back and, and it mentions in there the notation that um, – if you're unsure if the actual block is from the back, then it's actually going to be, then just consider it to be from the side, right. you know, unless you're absolutely positive. And I think it's kind of shifting more towards if you're not sure that he was, you know, targeting, then you got to understand, like, you got to err on the side of protecting the player or defenseless, right. you know. Um, so I, I think the game's changing a little bit in that way. Yeah, for sure. And and when we were at our um, our annual kickoff meeting, there, there was even some discussion about that because we we as a group reviewed some video clips, and yeah. and and we had we had some officials that were like, oh yeah, that's that's flagrant targeting, and you had some officials who were like, I'm not even sure it was targeting, um, be, be, because and and. A, that's part of officiating, right? We we can all see the same thing and think different things about it. Um, and B, that's part of what you're saying is that there's there's that experience of football is football. They're out there hitting each other. Let's let them hit each other. Um, but you're 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 absolutely right that the focus has been on um, on safety, and and that's that's something I think was was a learning for me last year. Um, I, I was hesitant to throw my flag for a, for a helmet to helmet. I won't specifically say targeting, but a helmet to helmet hit. If it was obvious to me that there was no intent, if it was like both players going for the ball, but the defender was late getting there and and hit with the helmet. Um, there were a couple games where it wasn't. Uh, a blatant hit, but yeah, the defender did hit the other, the, the offense, the receiver with the helmet um, because he was going for the ball. And, and the discussions we had afterwards were it's incumbent on, I'll say the defense, but I will say that the person making the hit, because sometimes it could be the offense. It's in, it's incumbent on the person making the hit to make it in a safe manner, whether they intended it or not. It's, it's, it's their responsibility to make it in a safe manner. So that, that I think is where we're starting to see that shift. And that's, that's where I've had to make kind of a mental shift as if there's a helmet to helmet intent is not really part of it. That's it, it is what it is. You've got a helmet to helmet. Hit. 
So I, we'll see how that carries out in the season. Um, but that that was a couple things that popped up late in my season last year. And, and just to comment on what you were saying, that um, you were reluctant or hesitant, um, that, that is the thing that you know we're going through is you don't want to be there to throw flags. You know, you, you want the game to have a flow. Right. Um, you're just there to administer what's a foul within the rules and the confines of the game. Um, but with this uh, safety being an aspect, um, you know, you, sometimes you have to send the message that, hey, you know, your, your contact right there, unnecessary, or, or maybe you just incidentally did it. Regardless, it, it is what it is, as you mentioned. You know, you, you flag it, you send the message that we're not going to continue this game this way, you need, and you need to watch where your helmet is or, you know, uh, have a different aim or an angle in going in at a person to dislodge a ball or what, what it is, you know? Right, right. yeah. And, and the thing is, that it, the, the, the one incident I, I have in mind is the one where I'm sitting there going, once the back judge threw his flag, because I was I was line judge that game. Once the back judge threw his flag, I was like, "Okay, I know what he threw it on. I want to have that discussion with him later." We talked about it at halftime. He's like, "Yeah." Uh, to me, it was in, the the defender had the chance not to do it, and he he chose to go in anyway. Um, so no, and, not and- intent, but recklessness um lack of responsibility of of where his helmet was that sort of thing and and i i bought that and this was a veteran official i'm like yeah i i you know what i buy that yeah but that's also the i guess you would say spirit of football is you know if you're going deep for a pass um and the defender says well you know he's going to catch or he may not i'm going to put my body on him just to let him know like I'm here you may not want to do that again so I think if I can understand where the back judge was saying he didn't need to do that but he did it anyways you know that's just one of those things where I'm imposing my will I'm letting you know that this is my territory and that's that's the competitive toughness of football but again in regards to safety you have to find another way now I know inherently what you're hearing in the NFL and, and upper levels is they want us to take our head out. Well, then we're just going to go low, and that is a, that, that's a it's a scary thing, you know. Like you don't want to ruin somebody's athletic career, especially at high school or at any level, really. Um, just because you're not allowed to do this, you're going to do that. Um, you know, I, I think there needs to be an understanding between all athletes in order to for for them to be pushing themselves forward. That you just got to lay off the things that don't need to be done. And that could result in more catches, more points, and probably from a fan point of view, more, more, I guess, excitement. Yes, uh, I, absolutely true. All those statements are true, and, and people do tend to prefer offense, right? Um, and and to, to, to step back and clarify real quick, I think that back judge was saying the defender didn't have to use his head, didn't have to have his head in there. The hit... If he had uh, been able mm-hmm. to make the hit, he would the the back judge would have been fine with the hit, but he need to pull his head out of it. So, and that's fine. I, I he he was he was right because the minute he threw it, I knew what he threw it on, um, and that that's why we had that conversation. So, um, and then yes, people like offense, but I, I people <laughs> most people also like those those um, 
absolutely wipe out hits too, right? So so there there oh, is yeah. a, a core people that love that 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 collision at speed. Yeah, that's what everybody gets their oohs and ahs um, from, you know, or a one-handed catch. But they—they—that's where your oohs and ahs usually come from. Right. Um, For sure. So, um, so that—that—that's that—that—that's good discussion about about where the the game, where we think the game's going, safety-wise, and and who knows? We'll 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 know, we'll we'll see how it evolves over the next uh, over the next six years and see if it's continuing that trend. And I think it's got to. Um, uh, I, there will be a point where it'll slow down. Um, the 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 number of safety um, rules that are coming in will slow down a bit. Um, but I, I think everybody is moving towards safety. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, the the crop of officials that are coming in this year it, it is the age demographic changing is it the same over, over what you've seen over again six years isn't a long time but is it still uh, a, a mix of what it was in my class which was some some very young young guys you know just out of college in college a couple of those and then a couple in their you know mid twenties late twenties and then a couple of middle-aged guys and then a few old guys. That, that seems to be, um, I, I guess, old. Uh, advanced in age. Um, that seems to be the mix that I've seen when I've been in classes is a broad spectrum of ages. Is that what you saw again this year? Yeah, uh, I, I would classify that as the same thing. Um, however, I think this year uh, we had um, a bit more officials than uh, the last year previous. Um, and not only did we have more officials, um, we had more officials showing the dedication of showing up to as many classes as possible. I mean, um, okay. that's what's going to make, I, I guess, you stand out um, amongst the rest of the crop is if you're, you're providing the dedication to, to learn and the willingness to show up, you so, know. But the age demographic is definitely the same. It's it's it's, a, it's definitely a mixture, um, which is which is great because you get all different points of views and um, you know, I guess uh, come ups from where they had experience in football or not, or if they're a transfer or not. And, um, so it's it's good to have that mix. Sure, and the transfers the transfers always add something to the class, right? Because they've got experience; they've been on the field. Um, but they may do it differently. Um, if I recall right, when, when I was in my, my class, there was a gentleman from Ohio, so they did some things differently. Um, yes, yeah. so, associations so. will do stuff differently. Conferences will do things differently. Sometimes crews within conferences will do things differently. I mean, that's, the, when you're, that's one thing about being a part of a crew is – you get to say, no, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and everybody's on the same page, and it doesn't change. Um, right. So uh, it, it, it's no surprise to me that de- different associations will, well, we don't do that, we do this. But the good thing about being here is we try to be consistent, and we try to say, nope, that's what we're doing in this association. We don't have crews, so we get to work with different people. And if we don't see something that's aligned with what we're doing, we just kind of we, we mention it and hopefully there's a correctiveness um, attitude towards it. Yeah. And we do, we, we do have that, that mentality of um, we're trying to all get on the same page. 
Uh, and and there's there's at least one email a week that goes out during the season saying here's what here's what we heard over from from last week's games here's what we'd like to see more consistency on that sort of thing and 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 I applaud that um, I, I I like getting those emails I, I read through them I use I review them as I'm on my um, before I leave for my Friday night games I review that that email make sure that if there's a particular focus point um that i want to take into the game i've got it in my head so um absolutely i mean that's a that's the thing it gets you thinking about football um you know i mean being an official um you can't be scared of criticism coaches are going to criticize you at least 16 times if not more a game sure um so you can't be scared of it you can't be personally defensive on criticism i think uh there's an old proverb that says iron sharpens iron. Well, you're not going to go sharpening iron just by buffing it out and, and smoothing it. It, it. That's not how you sharpen iron. You put an iron in the furnace. It has to get super hot, real hot. Then you take a hammer and you beat that iron to the point of where you need it to be. You know, And, and that's the point that I, I guess I'm trying to say is when, when you get criticism or if you get – we get these emails. Like I, I read it, and I learn the most – from my own mistakes. Oh yeah, and that's the greatest thing. If I make a mistake, I don't want someone to to sugarcoat it. I want you to during halftime or something say, "Hey, I think you missed this, and this is this," and tell me. And I'm not going to defend it. I'm going to just look at it, analyze it, and if I got it wrong, guess what? I'm not going to get it wrong that second half. Yeah, and 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 that's if it, that that does that does frustrate me at times when when I do see people not react to feedback. In, in a in a in a positive manner, they they tend to ignore it or, or shuffle it aside. I, uh, I on Saturday when we were at the field clinic, um, you you were you were doing the evaluation when I was out there, and I turned to you and I said, "I want to hear everything. I want you to be hard on me." Um, and I uh, the 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 mentor who was out there coaching us play after play, I told him the same thing. I'm like, "I want you to tell me every little thing I'm missing," uh, because we I, mm-hmm. I've got to hear those things. Um, and, and I can evaluate myself and I can know what I want to work on, but there were a couple things he pointed out to me that I was unaware that I was doing. Um, and the minute he said it, I'm like, you're right. I know I do that. And now I got to go work on fixing it. One, one of the things he pointed out to me, which I pride myself on, but because of the, oh gracious play types, I guess that we were seeing. Um, it wasn't obvious. So the, the teams we had out on the field were, were running. There wasn't a lot of passing. So I, I tend to, and, and this is my problem in basketball too, I tend to kind of dance in place. Um, yeah. I, I don't yeah. stand still. <laughs> I tend to dance in place. And, and he'd come up to me like, just wait for the play. Because I pride myself on being behind the play. If, if there's a sweep coming my, my way, I don't step forward. I step back and let it develop in front of me, and then I chase it because I believe that's the proper way to get a good angle on everything. Um, but he he was seeing that my dancing was an eagerness to get downfield, and that wasn't it at all. It's it's more of a um, it's more of a I, I, I'm in the play and 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 I, I, I I'm I'm engaged and and I want to be ready to move, so I'm kind of dancing and. So that's something I've got to work on, and it's not something I'd planned on working on this season because it wasn't even conscious to me. But now I've got to be yeah. more in the mindset of, oh, okay, so i got to figure out how to communicate to my body to just chill, 
wait for it to develop and then move. Uh, it's not like I was jumping ahead of the play, but I was just dancing in place. And I don't know how I'm going to figure that out in my head. Um, I'm just going to have to put it down on my lineup card and be looking at it at every time out and say, okay, yeah, remember, stand still and just wait for it to come to you. Look, look composed, I guess, is is the reason we do it is so that we look composed. So that, that like I said, I, I look forward to that feedback. I do not mind any kind of negative feedback. I'll, I'll take any feedback. Even if I disagree with you, I'm going to try to thank you for it. Um, yeah. Because well, that means you saw something. And and even if I disagree, you saw it, and, and that may spur my thinking on, okay, what, what were they seeing that maybe I should change maybe a little? Yeah, and, and, and you know, I'm not – we won't discuss everything, but uh, in terms of the evaluation, um, yeah. it, it'll yeah. go to yep. it'll go to the committee. It'll go to the associations, uh, the proper people that it needs to go to, and then it'll it'll come to you um, personally. But it, Vu looked at me and, and had mentioned, and I'm like, I already have it down. So, <laughs> um, you know, we, we were in agreement, and it sounds like you're in agreement to that, uh, and that's good. I mean, those are things that you want because you want to work on those, and it's it's. It's nothing that makes you look or, or puts you in a position that's out of place, but it's just like you mentioned, composure. Because uh, I think my note was uh, have more confidence in this first step. Um, so it, it, the more confident you are, the more composed you are, um, the, the, on a close play, let's say it's a fourth and inches or fourth and one, the coach won't be like, are you sure? Because I saw you moving this way or that way, you know. So sure. it just has – a little bit more confidence, like, yep, I got it right here. Yeah, and then yep. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So, no, no, that's it, it, it's it's good that uh, you know you, you want to work on those things. Yeah, and, and I wasn't trying to pull out pull pull out what you put down on the evaluation. I was just going over my my experience on no, it. No, no, I, I know you, you mentioned it. Drew mentioned it. I yeah. I already had that down, so it was actually the first note that I had. Yeah, because it's a very obvious one to, to, to people who are out there. And that's the point. It's obvious. So it's got to be fixed. Um, so that, that's personally what I'm work, one of the things I'm working on. So going into the season, um, that's one of the things I'm working on. Um, what, what are you looking forward to working on yourself um, as you go into the season? Well, I mean, I, I had a year off last year. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to gauge uh, where where I'm at physically, mentally. I'm ready. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, but what I'm going to be focusing on is um, really identifying uh, more downfield um, receivers or eligibles. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's – at high school, it's a different – Phil, you got five minutes instead of a seven man. And basically what that does is that means that you have to start to stretch a little bit longer. But also in high school, a lot of quarterbacks present that passing game and then they start to scramble out. So that makes you have to readjust and always come back. So I I, I think in years past I kind of cheated taking the, the receivers all the way. I'd kind of keep them in my vision because I kind of always felt that the quarterback would be scrambling out. And, of course, that would mean I'd be right on top of it. But I think this year what I can do is follow the receivers down further. If he scrambles out, I can always officiate from behind. I'll know where the spot is. I don't have to be right on top of it as soon as he goes out of bounds. But you want to be there, of course. 
But I think right. that's what I'm going to work on. It's just providing more of a cushion um, than, than what I had previous. Sure. And that, that sounds very similar to how I treat the, those passing plays as well as I tend to let the receivers go. Because same idea, right? You, you, you won't be there for the scrambling quarterback. Um, but, but you're right. We, we got to be covering those, those downfield spots as well. Um, so, so that's something I'm going to have to look at and see how it goes, um, for me this year. And, and, and yeah, and more so the reason I'm starting to want, uh, that's what I want to work on is, uh, we, we mentioned the evolution of the game and, um, you know, even on a spring game, uh, that I did, um, to start off with my first one back since for a year, uh, you know, the, this offense is running shotgun spread formation trips. I mean, it's moving towards more of a passing, and I don't know how to say this. It's not probably because it's more efficient for them, but I think that the the, the players themselves are starting to say, if I want to be viewed, if this is something I want to do, then I need to have passing. I need to have this sure. many yards, or I need to show this for clips. Um and I just think, honestly, the, the game's probably evolving in that direction. Which is interesting because we've got a couple of teams in our area that are that are very run heavy, um, very three back set run heavy. Um, uh, so so it'll it'll be interesting to see how those teams, if they evolve or if they stay with what they've got because it works for them. Um, yes, so, well, and so. that's the thing too. If it's working for you, you stay with what you got. Right. Um, right. You know. And that, that's what we tend to see is uh, the, the, the Pop Warner teams in those areas tend to run the same similar offense because um, they're, they're grooming them for high school, right? Um, and, yeah. then, mm-hmm. and, then, and then if somebody's more of a passing game, they may go elsewhere. Um, but we'll, we'll see how those, how, if those teams evolve or if they stay with what they've got. So, all right. So, very good. We're, we're at half an hour, Andy. Um, I, I certainly appreciate you taking your time today. Um, looking forward to getting out on the field. Um, uh, you're out on the field uh, this this coming Friday, correct? That's correct. Yeah. All right. Great. Um, looking forward to it, and um, hopefully we can get back together at some point in the future and and talk about how things are going. See if if these things that were were we've said we're going to work on. See how those are evolving for us. Uh, they're always evolving. I mean, again, it's it's one of those things that I want to work on. But after this first game, I'm going to see two or three things that I'm going to have to really work on. Um, you know, and that's I'm open to that, and that's what excites me. That's what challenges me, and you know, that's that's what keeps me wanting to drive to be better. For sure, for sure. Well, thanks again, Andy, and uh, and, and we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.